Hi everyone, welcome to HubShot's episode 298. In this episode, we talk about mastering HubSpot attribution, form optimization, and CMS enterprise secrets. You're listening to the number one HubSpot focused podcast where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, and strategies for growing your sales, service, marketing, and operations results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is Craig Bailey. How are you, Craig? I'm really well. And you know what? It's been so long. You know, these are almost becoming monthly episodes now. We've got to get back into our routine. That's right. There's so much to cover. In fact, for today's show notes, we had so much, we've actually broken it probably into two or three episodes. We keep adding all this stuff along the way. Finally, we get to record it today. So I'm really looking forward to this. That's right. So let's start with our growth Thoughts of the week, Craig. Be proactive and be honest. Why are we talking about this? I've been meaning to mention this for a little while on the show that, yeah, look, we're in tough times. I know a lot of companies are facing economic challenges and a bit of sales cycles are down. And so there's a lot of work. You're having to work harder for sales. I totally get that. And we've seen that. Although I have to say in the last month or so, things have really picked up. So who knows why we are really busy. I know you're really busy at the moment as well. But When there's those times when you're scrambling around for work, which happens for all companies, here's the thing I want to say, stick to your core values, integrity and honesty. And so I'll give you an example of how we've noticed this recently. We've been getting our meetings because we make our calendars available on our website. We've been getting people booking in meetings. They actually fill it out saying, oh yeah, I'm interested in HubSpot. I want to learn about your services. We get on the call and we realize they don't have HubSpot. They're not interested in anything to do with HubSpot. They just want to pitch us and sell us stuff. I find that really frustrating. I think it's rude. I think it's, well, it's dishonest. And so why am I highlighting this? I don't know if other people are seeing this. I think they are. A bit of this happening. I know you've had it happen to you. And I'm I'm like, how on earth would you think this would work? Our very first point of contact is based on dishonesty. Why would you think I'm actually going to buy from you? Even if it turns out the product you have, maybe I want it. I'm not going to buy from you because I just don't trust your company. So I think that's a pretty common sentiment. I don't know why people do it. But I think part of it is because they're caught up in this hustle culture. You know, this idea, oh, you got to hustle hard. you got to get in there and anything to, to get the sale. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure people aren't going to respond well to that. But I don't know. I, so that's my call. Be proactive. Sure. Absolutely. But be honest. I, I feel I shouldn't have to say this. I don't know. What do you, what's your thoughts, Ian? I will agree with you, Craig, because everybody has the same amount of time, right? It's how we use it. So I think if you're honest and people people want what you have, they will naturally gravitate to talk to you. You don't have to try and trick them into doing something else. So I would say, yes, be honest, be integrous and do the right thing. It helps everybody. And one final way to look at it, if you look on the ledger of adding value versus taking away. So I'm going to buy from a company that adds value to whatever I'm trying to achieve, solving my problem. If you book in a call with me and waste my time, you actually, it's not as though you haven't, well, you certainly haven't added value, but you've actually taken value away. You've taken, as you said, you've taken time away from me. So my association with you is negative value. You reduce value in my business. So again, why do people do it? Seems to be common. I don't know. But anyway, I'll get off my little soapbox now. Rant over. (laughs) Okay. And our second thought is about attribution reporting. And this is stage four of the HubShots framework. And the thing is, if you want proper attribution, you need to be logging all your activity. It's important to log activity because it not only helps it, but also helps other areas of business, right? So you think of like sales support, think of service, think of marketing. 
the better the data is, the better they can help the end customer. And I think we often forget, we think, oh, it's just not what I need to do. I've got other important things to do. But really, it's there to help everyone in the business. And we all have a part to play. It's just like us working together. We're, we all have our strengths. We have our weaknesses. And we all like different things. But I do well what you don't do so well and vice versa. And that's what I love about it. It's, it's a nice partnership and everybody's doing their bit to make it happen. I think you've got to think of your CRM like that. Everybody's got to do their bit to make this happen and to mesh nicely together. All right, on to our quick shots of the week, Craig. Here are a few things we've noticed and listeners might have noticed for a while. Guess what? You can create multiple knowledge bases now if you use Service Enterprise. When I discovered that, Craig kindly reminded me it's limited to five knowledge bases and 2,000 articles each. So here's another limit, and we just don't know why. Why, Ian? Why limited? <laughs> like they're finally making progress. I do. I think this goes back to what I mentioned, I don't know, months ago. It seems like there's an entirely different team at HubSpot working on the knowledge base than the core CMS Hub. Later in the show, we're going to talk about CMS Hub Enterprise and why it's such a worthy upgrade. And yet it seems at odds with whoever the team is looking after the knowledge base. Just bizarre. Anyway. All right. Guess what you can do now? You can now set task due dates to count business days in workflows, which is fantastic. And there's a new split list feature, but guess what? You can split the list up to 10 times into multiple sub-static lists and select the percentage or the number you want to use. But again, marketing enterprise feature. What's the next, Craig? Uh, what was this one? Advanced playbook recommendations. I don't. You might have added this one in. Using any property in that object, you can include those even custom properties and when it basically... You say when this uh, property gets gets to this value, you can recommend a playbook. So that's oh, what that is. Wow, nice. Yeah, so really nice. So if if you've got people at different stages of the journey or have triggered certain things, there might be a different playbook that might come into play with different questions. And the next one, Craig, repeating a past import. I just think this is a really nice improvement for people that are doing a lot of imports. They're like, oh, okay, you know, I, I imported this contact and – it's linked to these deals and it's the same setup. I get this same Excel file every week. Oh, okay, let's just repeat it again. It's the little things, Ian, incremental improvements. That's right. And next we've got custom properties on HubSpot campaigns, Craig. I think this is really nice. So the campaigns tool, it's, again, this is incremental improvement. They've been adding to this just bit by bit over the last year. And well, now you can put custom properties. So maybe they're customer journeys that you want to internally talk about or some other labels, all those kind of things. Yep, add them to your, the campaigns tool. I can see where the HubSpot campaigns tool is going. I think it's underutilized at the moment and it has been a little bit bare bones. They're fleshing it out. I'm really looking forward to where this is going to be at the end of the year. I just think the campaigns tool is going to be very powerful. And finally, color deal tags has rolled out in deals, which is fantastic. And so more and more as people are discovering and using them, all right, onto our HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Craig. Warm performance tips. And this is a part of stage two of the HubShots framework. And we're talking specifically about Hub, it's about pop up forms. And it was a question what I got, you probably got too, Craig. It's like, how do I tell if my forms are performing well? And it was specifically a pop up form. So that's why I wanted to highlight this. So some of the things you want to look at. When you're looking at a form on the performance tab, you'll see some information like the views, the click-through rates, the conversion rate, the submissions. 
And you want to actually look at that and figure out, well, what are the key bits of information here that we're trying to look? First is make sure you're, you've got your dates correct at the top that you're looking at. When you're looking at the form submissions and the date ranges, don't make it too small, depending on obviously how many submissions you've got. But as you go along, you want to look at these key things. Is the conversion rate? You want to see which contacts are being driven. And you want to see another really important thing is uh, the contact type. So is it existing versus new? That's a really good, that's a really good one to look at. The source. So if you're trying to understand what channels are working, where people are converting on this pop-up form and which pages, especially if this pop-up form appears on multiple pages. So what's performing well, maybe it's an opportunity to split that out. So it becomes even higher performing and then test the next best one. So these are the kinds of things you can look at to improve your pop-up performance in HubSpot. I think it's easy to miss how powerful the tools are in HubSpot on forms of all things. Let's not forget in other tools, WordPress and that, there's whole separate products built around forms. So you pay extra just to get a good form on your site. And then the reporting, I can tell you on my side, the reporting is nothing like it is here. So just HubSpot forms, they're very powerful, the reports, it's just such a, a very slick tool. All right, on to HubSpot sales feature of the week, Craig. How to log replies from contacts into HubSpot? Question we often get asked, right? Yeah, so this this comes up. It's like, of course, you want to get everything into HubSpot. And of course, we talk about this in the HubShots framework. Stage two, logging everything, getting it in there. And they're like, oh, well, what's if the original thread wasn't in HubSpot? How do I get it in there? And so there's three ways to think about this. The first is if it's a conversation from the contact to you. So they're not going to get logged. So they've just emailed you out of the blue. Okay, sure, you've connected your inbox into HubSpot, but just because someone emails you doesn't mean it's automatically going to get logged into HubSpot. I think that's a good thing. Otherwise, you might have someone, you know, your wife sends you something into your inbox. You don't want that somehow uh, logged automatically into HubSpot. So you want to control it. You can actually forward them in, and that's the next thing we'll talk about you can reply and it'll get logged or you can actually forward it in. People may not be aware you can have a forwarding address. You can get this from your settings in HubSpot. It's an, a simple email address. It'll be your portal ID at forward.hubspot.com. So anything that's in your inbox, you can just forward it to this forwarding address and that'll put it into HubSpot. That's normally the one that solves it for most people. Also replies that you do. If you reply, you can then optionally log that in as well. And so that's the way to do it. And uh, again, it's about connecting in your inbox into HubSpot and you can do that from your personal preferences settings. So that's the quick summary. We get this a lot from clients. They're like, oh, someone's emailed me stuff or I sent them stuff in the past. It's in my inbox. I guess it's not in HubSpot. No, no, very easy to get it in there. So there's some tips for that. Why you might want to make sure that's done, and this comes up a lot of the time, is that it might be related to a deal. So once they forward that in, mm-hmm. just be aware that you can then make the association of that email with the deal as well. You'll have to go find the email and then just at the bottom of that thread of emails, check the associations. Initially, just be associated with the contact, but you might want to associate with the deal in the company as well. So that's where this comes really in a handy mm. Handy point. All right. What's our service feature of the week, Craig? Renaming tickets based on ticket properties. I'll tell you where this comes up. You might have a form called contact support 
It's on your website. It's a, a form that's got some ticket properties. They submit that form. It creates a ticket. And the ticket name might just be something like automatically generated from a form or something like that. You want the ticket name to be a bit more meaningful, perhaps based on some of the properties in the ticket. Urgency, a customer might have put in a reference, an order number, et cetera. So how do you do it? How do you automatically rename the ticket? Very simple in a workflow. Got an example here. Basically, this is triggering off these kinds of tickets created from a form submission. You can see it there. We just do a bit of a delay and then we set the property value. That's it. Very simple. And then after that, you might send an internal notification, uh, et cetera. But that's how you can do it. One thing to remember, though, it's only going to be based on ticket properties. So if you've got a form that's got a whole bunch of contact properties and then just a few ticket properties, you can't actually reference those contact properties. It's only the ticket properties just to be aware of. But yeah, there you go. Excellent. All right. What's our CMS Hub feature of the week, Craig? Setting date formats on blog listing and posts. You know, I like to uh, say to people, don't assume that because something's basic that everyone knows about it. Okay. So here's an example. How long have I been using HubSpot? 10 years? I don't know. 10 years. Long time. We had a client say, oh, look, we've set up the blog format for them and the blog listing. They said, well, on the blog, it's got date time for when it was published. We just want the date. Can you get rid of the time? And I was like, oh, yeah, we should be able to. We can go in and manually code maybe one of the templates in there, that kind of thing. I was like, but just let's just check this because it sounds like that's a fair bit of work. You shouldn't have to do that. Anyway, we're using Clean Theme, which we use for all our sites. We, in fact, we use Clean Theme exclusively by um, Helpful Hero. And uh, so one of the teams said, oh, look, I just checked with Kevin because we couldn't find it as an option in the theme. Maybe. Anyway, so he comes back very politely, very <laughs> politely, just guiding us, guiding me to the fact that, yeah, you can actually just set this on the blog settings in HubSpot, right? <laughs> so here's an example where you might just change. This is the before shot, which has the time. And then this is the after that has just the date. It's very simple. And so, yeah, big thanks to Kevin at Helpful Hero for reminding me of something like this that, you know, is very basic. I should have known this. Uh, I said to you, you know, I pinged you. I said, did you know about this? You know, yeah, of course I knew. <laughs> Even if you've been using HubSpot for years, there's simple things that you're not aware of and or maybe you've forgotten. So there's one of them. All right, on to our HubSpot gotcha of the week, Craig. Saving ListCon layouts is only for your browser. Others don't see it. And this is a part of stage three of the HubShots framework. And why are we highlighting this as a gotcha, Craig? Well, I didn't realize this was the case. I thought, and we've got a screenshot in the show notes. Uh, if, if you're listening to this, you, as you know, you can always go to hubshots.com slash subscribe, sign up for the show notes, you get all of this or go onto the site and you'll see it. But with a list, you could, there was this edit columns. You can edit the columns in a list. This is reasonably new. I mean, you could always edit the columns, but it saves it against the list. I didn't realize it only saves it for me. And if someone else goes into that list, even though I've saved that list and that layout, they don't see that layout. So it's different to views. So views on contact views, you, you save it. It's all part of the view. On lists, when you save that column layout, it's only for you. In fact, it's only for your device. It won't even follow you across other browsers with your login. It's just for that. So it's something to do with cookies. So a bit of a gotcha. I didn't realize that. Now I do. And yeah, that's that's the case. So I think that's a bit of a shame. 
not sure why they've decided to do it that way, but it's a little bit limiting. But anyway, there you go. Bit of a gotcha. Anyway, who knows? It might become like everything else. Well, there's a good reason why, which we'll find out in due time. All right. On to uh, Inside of the Week, which is why upgrade to HubSpot CMS Hub Enterprise. And so I just want to take you through a few reasons. Actually, it's 14, but let's let's go quickly. There's usually, I'd probably say the top five to 10 are generally the ones that people go with if they are thinking about upgrading to CMS Enterprise. Mm. First one, the biggest one, you have basically one core domain and nine additional root domains. So you can have, you can run 10 websites on it, right? So there's the big thing. The next thing that people look at, they think about, I need to do, I need to have a custom object. So they, they want to store data. They want to organize that data. So you can have up to 10 object definition and up to half a million records. Third one being memberships. So you might want to set up a membership. Fourth one, web apps to build items like calculators, maybe an event system, maybe a customer portal. Maybe even an LMS, so a learning management system. And we've seen that there are some uh, LMS plugins that are available inside HubSpot from other uh, creators. The next thing would be adaptive testing. Number six, site performance monitoring. Now, here are some of the lesser known ones that I, as I go from seven onwards. Ten additional website audiences of a professional uh, for ads, bringing it to a total of 15 audiences that you can create within the ads tool. So just when you're thinking about CMS, we're not just talking purely CMS. There are all of these other tools that are actually included as well, ads being one of them and the additional number of audiences. When we're talking about reporting, we've got 25 additional dashboards or professional to bring the total to 50. Number nine, including the ability to use code snippets for custom messenger bot actions, which is interesting because I've never actually had come into that, but I thought that that might be something that people are interested in if they're looking for, for code. Number 10, 25 additional filtered views of a professional, bringing it to a total of 50. So these are your analytics views. So you've got an increase in those as well. Number 11, 195 more calculated profit properties of a professional, bringing it to a total of 200, which is really interesting because there's only five calculated properties and here you get 195 additional. So if you're using properties to calculate lots of different items, this might be one of the things you might consider. Hey, can I just jump in there? Sure. I'm always surprised that there's only five calculations available in Pro. I, I just, I don't know why that limit's there. So not wanting to whinge about this because, yeah, additional is great, but, yeah, why is there only five on Pro? That seems That's right. That's a very good question, low. Craig. Yeah. Number 12, up to 400 more custom reports than professional. So that's interesting too. Number 13, you get a sandbox. So this might be actually higher up the list technically because people might be looking for a sandbox environment. And number 14 is code alerts. So this is where the system goes through your code, sees if there's anything slow or not right and alerts you appropriately so you can actually fix it. So there's a lot around site performance and monitoring that goes on in CMS Enterprise. So given all of these, one of the key things that people come up is that where does this become good for me to actually move from professional to enterprise? And I would say once you've got over three websites, it's worth upgrading to CMS Enterprise and should not be a big decision for you to do that. And use a theme that you can easily replicate across 
across those websites as well. So a clean theme is a great theme to use to do that. We've got customers doing that at the minute and getting very excited because they're using the same theme across multiple websites. Yeah, we do that in our portal. We've got clean theme and all child themes and Kevin helped us set it all up. It works beautifully. A few comments on CMS Hub Enterprise. I think this is a bit of a dark horse. I still don't think people appreciate just how good this tool is. If I were to think about clients, just smaller marketing sites, I think HubSpot Pro is still a little bit expensive for many businesses. And so I don't know if the pricing's quite right on Pro, but on Enterprise, I think they're undercharging. I think you'll see this go up in the coming months or years that CMS Hub Enterprise is going to be it's going to become quite expensive because the the the, uh, the playground it's you know playing with all these competitors they're much more expensive and they're not as good in many cases and so this the hub hubspot cms it's very good I, I think anyone that's used it realizes now oh wow this is really good so as you said if you're an enterprise and you're just spinning up these say you've got some marketing uh, microsites or things like that, you can have up to 10 with your enterprise. And I don't know what the pricing is at 1500 bucks or something. Correct. In Australia, I don't know if what the US is. It's like, oh, wow, okay. So you can have 10 sites. That's really powerful compared to a lot of the tools that it's competing with in the space. You know, they're much more expensive. The memberships and the adaptive testing and all of that, sure. I think some of the other things, additional dashboards, great. You get all these calculated properties. I mean, go to other CMSs and say, oh, yeah, you know, you can have all these calculated properties. They're what? We, we don't. How does that even work? I don't understand. Well, it's all integrated with this CMS. And then you've got Hub. Well, actually, we didn't mention HubDB here. That You get that in Pro as well. But of course, in Enterprise, you can pull that out. And so, yeah, CMS Hub Enterprise, I think it's compelling. And as you said, if you've got more than three websites, uh, build it out. But I kind of feel that let's say you're the kind of company that's got a whole bunch of microsites and you're going to have 10 sites in total. Having that all in one portal managed and one theme purchase, I'll just put clean theme on it. You can use it on all 10 themes. You know, this is the golden period, folks. Get in on this now. I'm pretty sure they're going to further monetize this in future. I wouldn't mind betting that in future, the theme providers lock their themes down to per domain. So I can kind of see that coming. Everyone's you know, trying to grab more money and stuff like that, get in now. This is the golden age. Get all this in in place because a year or two from now, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near this obtainable. That's right. And I think we're seeing this in its infancy and just understanding the power of it. I think that's the big thing. Like you said, Craig, we've just had quite a few customers that have multiple sites being able to consolidate it onto one platform, not have multiple people to talk to, just make their life so much easier. And even the custom objects, like the ability to create custom objects and pull the data out of there and display it on a page. As an example, that was one of the things that got one of our customers thinking, oh, this is actually a good solution. So mm-hmm. that was a big, big thing as we were thinking about how to store data that they were displaying. So, yeah. All right. On to our listener question of the week, Craig. What is the XML sitemap used in HubSpot, and this is a part of stage two of our HubShots framework. So this is all about providing Google with insight into your website URLs. So XML sitemap, I think most people are aware of a sitemap for a website. The XML sitemap is just in a format that Google can easily ingest. And really, you've got a whole bunch of pages in your site, put them in the XML sitemap, you submit that to Google Search Console, 
We've got a link in the show notes how to do that. It's very easy, but it's just being aware of what you can do. And so that's the XML sitemap. You manage it from your website settings. Now, a few things that I wanted to highlight though, here's one of the frustrations I have with XML sitemap functionality in HubSpot. We often have thank you pages, which we don't want Google to index. So we actually put in a no index attribute on that page. Yet they'll still turn up in the XML sitemap because HubSpot's XML sitemap tool kind of says, oh, any page you've published, we'll put it in. Gotcha. So what we'll often do is go through and we've got, again, show notes, we've got screenshots of this. We'll actually remove them. So here's an example of getting thank you pages out. Now they're blocked from Google anyway. So it's not as though Google would be indexing them, but the fact they're in the sitemap just adds complexity. So we'll clean them up. So the takeaway from this is that's what the XML sitemap's for, but also just a bit of maintenance. Have a look at them, make sure it isn't including things that you don't want appearing. It's just for overall website hygiene, shall we say. So Craig, advice is remove it from the interface and then view the XML file, right? Yeah, you can remove it from the sitemap, yeah. yeah. So you'd hover over it and you go remove, that'll take it out of the sitemap. Next time Google pulls it, so from Google Search Console pulls it in, it'll, yeah. it'll, it will no longer be in the sitemap. All right, what's our thought of the week, Craig? HubSpot support is still excellent. It's still really good. It is. Again, in the season we're in, which is harder times, no more free money, all of this kind of thing, a lot of companies are starting to cut back on the services they offer. They're charging more, all this kind of sneaky charges and things like that. And they're dropping back service. So we've even found with some of the companies and tools that we use, we get on, oh, wait an eternity to get a response from support and, you know, the other chat, you know, 15 minutes before someone jumps. Not with HubSpot. I hope that continues. I mean, they seem to be supporting and the support is very good, consistently high training. So take advantage of that. We've said this on the show before, but we'll often say, if you've got a question, you're in HubSpot, sometimes clients ask us, they say, oh, can you help us with this? We're like, yeah, sure. Okay, we're not sure. You know what? We're going to ask support. They can do it as well. Just go for that question mark, the help icon in the bottom right. Just ask support. They're very good. The quality of the support continues to be high. If you're on Starter, you're going to get chat support or email support. But if you're on Professional Enterprise, you can actually use the phone support and they're great. They'll call you back within five minutes and they will talk you through. Sometimes they even do a screen share so you can see what needs to be done. Know that that's available to you and don't be afraid to use it on a, on a daily basis if you need to because you will get to your answers a lot quicker. And even while doing it, actually, I was raising a ticket the other day with a customer of ours and as we were filling out the email in this instance because chat support wasn't available because we've had Easter and so on. It was really good. The It came up with the help documents, which was contextual and said, oh, have you tried this? And so we went, oh, okay, let's have a look. Let's try that first before we submit the support request. And it was just a really good experience. And they were like, oh, okay, this is really good. So well worth taking advantage. I think like out of all the companies that we work with, Craig, I think when we look at support documentation from HubSpot, I'm constantly amazed how good it is, how up-to-date it is. It's pretty rare that you find something that's not up-to-date on mm-hmm. the HubSpot documentation. So encourage everyone to use it to, to your full advantage. Totally agree. I don't know who looks after Doco or what their process is, but it is very good. Yeah, it is exceptional. 
Um, Hats just, off to you if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, well done. And and also, look, wh- one comment because listeners to this podcast might be, yeah, look, why are you telling us support's so good? We're we're already a HubSpot customer. Why are you going on about this? And it's like, well, the takeaway from this is just use it more. Just don't be afraid to ask them. And why do I say that? Because we get on a lot of calls with clients and they go, oh, I wasn't sure how to do this. I kind of worked it out. I looked in the academy. I was like, oh, did you chat with support about it? Oh, no, I didn't. And I, I think... I'm not sure what it is, but I think there's a reluctance. They feel like, oh, I don't want to contact support because they're just going to waste my time because that's what a lot of other companies do. You get on support, it's offshored to some person that's barely been trained and they go through a script. Actually, you know what? Apple, as much as I love Apple, if you start going through support with Apple, it's very frustrating. It's on to some junior person, doesn't know your situation. They go through a script. It's just like, oh, why am I wasting my time? And I love Apple products. HubSpot, not like that. So, yeah, listeners, use HubSpot support. Which is okay. quite interesting, isn't it, Craig? It's like going to the Genius Bar. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's right. Different going experience the, going, yeah. going in person versus having remote support. Yeah. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, Craig has kindly decided he'll go to mid-journey and create some images of some happy support people in HubSpot. And it was really interesting what uh, what happened. And so subscribe to the show notes if you already haven't or watch this on YouTube if you're yes. listening to it. And, and look for the problems. Like I think the first one's pretty good. That's actually pretty good. But the second one, you know, I don't – she's sitting very awkwardly uncomfortable. I think her face is a bit <laughs> skew But it got the orange, right? Yes, got the HubSpot orange working. But anyway. Yeah. Mid-journey. It's getting so good, but still got some quirks. And what's our quote of the week, Craig? It's very simple. Different is better than better. I really like this quote. I've come up with a client a couple of times. They're like, oh, you know, we want to, we, uh, we, we want to be the best at, at, at something in, in our space. I'm like, oh, okay, who are you competing against all this? Oh, okay. So you want to be the best. Okay. So you want to do stuff like all your competitors are doing, but just be better than them. Yeah, that's what we want to do. I'm like, yeah, okay. Good luck. So really different is better than better. I think having your own voice, talking about it in a different way, having something different to offer because for most of us, you know, imagine if we said, Ian, we want to be the absolute best at something or other. It's like, really? No, just different. People will buy that. Anyway, that comes from Sally Hogshead. I've over-explained it. She's got a YouTube video about it though. She's written a couple of books. So I think I read one of them years ago. Don't know much else about it, but I thought that was a very good, very Timely little pithy quote. You know that. You know that that quote that could have come from Seth Godin. I reckon it's the kind of stuff he'd say. It could have. All right, and keeping in with our journey about AI, here's some training of the week on some AI-related profiles that you should follow. There are two on Twitter and two on YouTube, so well worth it. And I think we're all on this journey to understand and better use AI. So let's all learn together. To accelerate our learning. Yeah. You know where I learned? I learn most of my stuff on Twitter now. I've been trying to get back into LinkedIn and I just find no one on LinkedIn is across at all or they're weeks behind or they're sharing. Often they're sharing something I saw on Twitter two weeks prior. So I've got just a few Twitter accounts I follow and then YouTube channels. Both of these are really good. Uh, There's tons of them out there, but just if you just want the basics, you know, get up to speed. These are great. And listeners, again, if you haven't downloaded the HubShots framework, please go and download it. If you get this email, you can simply click the link and you'll get the PDF. 
Otherwise, go to hubshots.com and click on framework and you can get the framework to use. Now, again, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you don't know we're on YouTube, please have a look. We've got extra content on there apart from the the weekly episodes of HubShots. Again, I want to highlight Craig has got a new service called Zen Create. Uh, if you're looking for graphics and how do I describe it, Craig? A, a few things. It, it's graphic design for HubSpot customers. Correct. So all those pieces, everyone needs good graphic design. The differentiator we've got is that we're very responsive. So what we've heard is people saying, oh, look, I've got a great designer, but they just go quiet. I don't hear from them for a week. Or I've got this design agency I use, but everything's got to go via a ticket or I've got to talk with a million intermediaries and account managers. And it's like, oh, okay. Do you want to just talk to our designer directly? Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, good. Just email them, jump on a call with them, Zoom call. Oh, great. Oh, and they turn around stuff that day. Yeah. So that's our new um, service and create. You can check it out. But yeah, because we're so specialized in HubSpot and stuff, landing pages, blogs, email templates, social, all that kind of stuff we do. So yeah, check that out if that's of interest to you. Now, again, please connect with myself on LinkedIn. Search for me. If you want to talk to Craig or you want to hear back from Craig, subscribe to the show notes because he sends it out directly. So if you reply to that email, you will actually get directly to Craig where you can then have a conversation with him. And thank you to all our listeners who have been listening over the years. Thank you for A, connecting with us, B, sharing things with us. We really do appreciate it. And if you do have anything that you want to submit so that we can talk about, please feel free to do that via the show notes or via any of the channels that we're available on. And we will quite happily facilitate that. Well, Craig, until next week. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. To get the latest show notes, HubSpot tips and marketing resources, sign up at hubshots.com. You can also book time with us to help you grow better with HubSpot.